0: Hello everybody, this is Chantel
1: Hello.
0: So we are talking today on this podcast to share with you about what's life's like for two essential worker, healthcare worker. And we have been there on site since COVID happened. And because we are at that age where... You know we have to go to work we don't have a choice but we still thankful to have a jobs we have obstacle and challenges post-working so honey how's it been was it like
1: so I would say for me that it's been a change um, because we all you know everybody's been affected some way right so we're all trying to find different ways to cope Or, you know, what does looking like stay? What does staying home in your own home look like? Um, And if you look around, I mean, we all have a lot to do. So I think that, you know, this has been transformative for me because I'm really paying attention and calming down. I'm a very on-the-go person. I do not know how to sit still, you guys. I do a thousand and one things and it's really hard for me sometimes to stay focused. So this has really been nice for me to be able to
0: get some
1: time yeah get some time but we are just trying to stay healthy and um we have started exercising right
0: yeah we also tried a diet that we'll go into the next chapter of the pros and cons uh cultural differences in dietary oof i did not know the impacts on our relationships when restaurants closures and we have to compromise on culture food she's apple latina and i'm full vietnamese and it's a headache Trust me, if you look at a fridge, it's we like a constant at war. Very different
1: palates, and people should know yeah. that, that. Different parts of the world, the way that you're raised, what you eat, that's all so, half genetic that, you know, your palate is different than other people's. And we definitely have seen it in our household because of, like you said, me being Afro-Latina and him being a full Vietnamese man.
0: And for me, you know, since this all started, I've been at work every day. So our morning's a little different. I get up early, help her with the coffee, pack her lunch quickly. She gets out of the door. She have to get in line to get screened. For me, I just go straight to the office all by myself. I dealt with complete isolations. And once in a blue moon, somebody knocking on my door is infuriating Because in the beginning, people don't believe in masks or social distancing, even though it's issues a mandate. And then you coming home after being barraged with the work volume. I think we both feel, especially for me working, I have... Three times workload more than I usually do, compacted in such a short amount of time because a lot of my colleagues, that have to work on transitioning to work at home. So I volunteer to come to work. So being at work, being on site, everything coming at me. So how's it feels for you being at work and being on site?
1: Um... So I work in mental health, you guys, for the federal government. And I will say that that is an essential piece of the world that we need. So I'm very thankful that we are still open. But our traffic was decreased really, um, you know, and everything is going basically virtual. So I will say that it's been definitely different because I'm working more with like a caseload of papers and just different, you know, little things behind the scenes to make it work. And it's a lot because we do not have staff. People that are older, my coworkers are older, so a lot of them are working from home and they have challenges. It is hard to work from home when you haven't or if you don't have a good setup. It's really challenging. So I am taking on probably about four times the load that I would be doing if I had my other coworkers there. So it's been intense.
0: And then, you know what, Congress teased us with our bills where they're going to give a central co-worker extra money. <laughs> we ain't seen a penny. No. And we own, we spending more than our colleagues who staying at home. In the, in the beginning, I was envying them because I have to pay more for gas. They get discounted on car insurance because they don't drive it much. And then I have to pay for packing lunch. I have to deal with all this extra circumstantial stress at work and unable to find quality, you know, lunchtime food. I get it was so stressful to the point where I have finally taken one day work at home this week for the first time to experience what it feels like to have a hot cup of coffee and a warm breakfast because I have not had that in months. How's it like for you? For me, for what? For like breakfast and then beginning, going to work. How's it different now Oh, Oh, um,
1: so you guys, like he had mentioned, we, have, we started this whole keto thing, so... I don't. As long as I have my coffee in hand, I really don't even eat in the morning right now because it, I have to do so much when I get to get to work. So I have to find parking offsite. I have to go into a long line. I have to be screened every single day. This is something new that's been added to my routine. By the time I get into my office, which is the building that's not connected to the hospital, you guys, just so you know, I'm tired. I've already actually worked. You know, according to my watch, I've done a mile. I've done some kind of some something because my heart rate's elevated, and. So I don't eat until one or sometimes I catch myself not having dinner, you know, the lunch that you pack me all day and we get home and then we're hungry. So that's not, that's not also healthy. I mean, you you do really have to take time to eat. So it's been hard for me to sit down because I can't really catch a break. When I get to work, it's go, go, go. You know, patients are still presenting. We've actually still seen patients. It has been drastically cut down but we have to keep an everyday walk-in clinic,
0: so. As for me, you know, my watch tell me, get your ass up and move, because you look like you're lazy. Thank God for technology, but it's no, darn I mean, Fitbit. I and mean, you guys,
1: I'm, I'm getting skinny, and he's getting fat, but you guys,
0: he is skinny, and I am... I, I blame I it, on it on her ancestral secret diet over there. <laughs> Mine is totally, completely different. Yeah, keto, screw you. They ain't working for Asian people. Um, but I, I found myself... A lot more busy than usual. I mean, things like I have to, the mental stress of thinking about families and the burden of that being, you know, the oldest man and uh, oldest male in the Asian's family. I have to tend to my parents. I have to do some grocery shopping. I have to get my sibling in line, coordinate with them to provide care for my parents because they can't leave the house now. So I found myself at grocery store a lot more than I usually am. And I find myself to cook so all of that excess time that I used to have free, it doesn't exist anymore. Now it's come into that situations where, okay, one day at a time, let's see how we can maximize and be more efficient. But at the same time, you know, I'm seeing my cost is increasing. Like I have to buy more groceries. I have to look for places because price for groceries in Seattle, inflation's kicked in. Everything got more expensive. So this grocery store bobbing us over the head seriously. Now for you, darling, how's the family? How's things going?
1: Um. So for me, so I have you know my daughter who's 18, and she, this is her senior year, so everything for her is. Um, been, you know, went, went to online and then my mom is still under the age. And so she's actually working every day. So I was really concerned for her for a while just because she is older. Um, and there has been a, a decrease for them in spending because my daughter's not going out. She's not using gas, those kinds of things. Cause she's still not working cause she is a full-time student um so we supply that you know
0: for her they did tell the girls that oh yeah they can graduate early and by the way the government say no more f's i'm so mad i'm like so you felt you you tell me all the people out there never really tried in life and now can get a different grade so parents are suing the districts right i'm thinking (laughs) for all the time that i have 4.0 i should sue them because grades shouldn't matter anyway it should be more about what did you really learn so how's the graduation and things going
1: So right now we're thinking that it's going to be all virtual. Um, It (laughs) is a little bit. So right now it's, you know, May. Um, We have one more month. So we're really crossing our fingers that something's going to change just because I do feel a little saddened for her that she would have to do it in a different way. My daughter is not really big on that where I don't want her to miss out because I was a single teenage mom i had my daughter when i was 18 so when i went to my prom you guys somebody was actually watching my child for me because i had a baby at 18 so i really want her to have a fun experience one that she can say yeah oh my
0: god this is so dramatic But (laughs) in my point of view as a guy i freaking hate prom and i'm so glad all the dudes out there bros you turning 18, you ain't got to go through three or four hundred dollars to have a terrible date. Like, you pick your date prom. I'll tell you what. One thing about high school screwed up is you don't know if the girl gonna dance, could dance, or willing to dance. They just want to look pretty in a dress. Yeah. I picked up my date. She said, oh, my back hurt. I can't dance. I drove her ass home after spend $400 on dinner and limo and include my tux. That's a $1,000 a night. You know what we could do with that $1,000, guys? Buy all the Xbox, down payment for a new car, stacking the chips for a nice pad in college, take a nice vacations overseas. There's so much we can do. You know what? That cost saving. I mean, young people, prom, it's like overrated. It is a little bit, but... What is the point of school dances anyway? I mean, it's really
1: it's just for the kids to get together and have a good time kids that, that are in a safe environment that are um you know of the same age and hopefully like-minded we know there's always those one few kids that are you know like to be fast and then there's the other kids that are druggies or hippies or whatever but
0: isn't prom kind of outdated in the airs within nightclubs because I remember 18, before 18, I was in a nightclub. When I went to prom, I said, no, they, the DJ you know, is whack. Guys,
1: they don't have underage clubs for the kids anymore, you guys. They what? Don't. Oh, no. shit,
0: I'm, out, I'm outdated. So
1: where our kids have to go, we are in Seattle, Washington, is they would have to go up to Canada at 19 to party because there's no clubs. Yeah, for them. You just
0: don't know how to look. No. You got to go to like places where like, if you're into hip-hop music, you have to sacrifice by going to country line dancing. <laughs> but anyway, until right, next guys, episode We gotta to get ready later. for breakfast yeah. So follow the podcast And we'll continue on